Hello and welcome to Hot Issues of the Week, a weekly feature covering the major news headlines of the past week in Korea. I'm Alana Hill. Thank you for tuning in. South Korea's World Cup hopes come to an end with a 4-1 loss to Brazil. Unionized truckers vote to end a 16-day general strike. And the government urges companies to be wary of hiring North Korean IT workers. These are the week's hot issues. Stay tuned. South Korea's campaign in the 2022 Qatar World Cup has ended with a 4-1 loss to Brazil in the round of 16 at Stadium 974 in Doha on Monday. Brazil's dominant performance in the first half saw them go into the break with four goals. Korea pulled one back in the second half, but were unable to produce the same magic that saw them make it to the knockout round. Hong Seo-ryong has more. South Korea's World Cup campaign came to an end with a 4-1 loss to five-time winners Brazil in their 2022 World Cup round of 16 match at Stadium 974 in Doha, Qatar on Monday night. Brazil stormed into the lead with a Vinicius junior goal in the seventh minute, followed soon after with a penalty by Neymar, doubling Brazil's lead. Richarlison got on the score sheet with a 29th-minute goal before Lucas Paqueta banged in a fourth seven minutes later. The second half started out slowly for both sides, but Korea were able to find the net through substitute Pek Seung-ho, making his World Cup debut in the 65th minute. His long-range effort hit the back of the net 11 minutes after coming on to offer South Korea some redemption. In a post-match interview, team captain Son Eung-min promised to Korean supporters that the national team will grow through the experience. I have nothing to say but sorry to the fans for falling short of expectations. All the players and staff members did their best, and I hope the fans understand that we did our best. Forward Cho Gyu-sung admitted that Brazil is still too big for Team Korea. They are really great players as we witness on and off the field. Brazil are simply number one in the world, and I can only admit that. We need better preparations to compete against these players. The 2022 World Cup was South Korea's third appearance in the knockout round of the World Cup, with the first coming in 2002 on home soil when they reached the semifinals to finish fourth. In the 2010 South Africa World Cup, they were knocked out in the round of 16 by Uruguay. Hong Seo-ryong, KBS World Radio News. Paolo Bento has announced that he is stepping down as coach of South Korea following the team's loss to Brazil. Bento made the announcement in a press conference in the early hours of Tuesday in Doha, moments after the defeat, saying he would not renew his contract. The coach said that he had just informed the players and the president of the Korea Football Association of the decision, which he had already made in September. Bento served as head coach of South Korea for over four years, signing on in August 2018. Unionized truckers have voted to end their 16-day walkout that aimed to secure a more permanent and expanded minimum pay system before it expires on December 31st.
The decision comes in the wake of the government's zero-tolerance policy that led to return-to-work orders as well as a lack of public support. Richard Larkin reports. The government has expanded its return-to-work order for striking unionised truckers, mandating freight haulers who serve the steel and petrochemical industries to resume work or face penalties. Prime Minister Han duk Su announced the decision during an extraordinary cabinet meeting on Thursday, calling the strike unjustified and criticising its detrimental blow to the nation's economy and industries. Logistics is the lifeline of our economy. When logistics stops, our industries come to a standstill and the damage ricochets to the national economy and public livelihood. Due to their refusal to deliver freight, manufacturers' inventory storage is at maximum capacity and they're no longer operational. For exporters, ground routes to ports are blocked. The Prime Minister said it was inevitable for the government to expand the back-to-work order amid concerns that the damage from the prolonged strike could expand to key industries, including semiconductors, and drive the nation's economy into crisis. There are concerns that problems with shipments for steel and petrochemical products may have repercussions on essential industries such as automobiles, shipbuilding and semiconductors and cripple our whole economy. The situation before us is too grave and urgent to wait for their voluntary return. Following the return to work order, Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho warned that violators would face the same penalties as non-compliant cement truckers who were ordered to return on November 29th. Those who refuse to comply without reasonable cause may have their license revoked, face up to three years in prison, or a maximum fine of 30 million won. The minister said the truckers' collective action has dealt damages of 2.6 trillion won on the economy. Shipments of steel products have more than halved, while those for the petrochemical products stand at a meagre 20% of usual levels. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. The government has urged South Korean companies to exercise caution and strengthen identification efforts to avoid hiring disguised North Korean IT workers. It believes the North is funneling foreign currency earned from illegal cyber activities to nuclear and missile development. Arbe Juyan has more. In a joint statement on Tuesday, the Ministries of Foreign Affairs, Science and Unification, as well as the National Intelligence Service, called on domestic businesses to be wary of employing North Korean IT workers by mistake. The agency said the government has assessed from a preemptive inspection that it is possible for the North's IT specialists to fake their identities and gain employment in or win contract projects from South Korean companies. The government advised firms to exercise caution as taking on North Korean IT hands would not only tarnish their reputations, but also violate related domestic and international sanctions, including the Inter-Korean Exchange and Cooperation Act, as well as UN Security Council resolutions. The agency cited that the North's IT labor force brings in hundreds of millions of dollars in foreign currency every year through work, adding that most of their revenues are funneled into the North's development of nuclear weapons and missiles. The interagency warning detailed how North Korean IT workers obtain fake identities and what precautions companies should take when using South Korean job search platforms and when seeking global hires for projects. 
The government said the North's IT workers can forge identities or borrow other people's accounts when seeking work or joining job searching websites. There are some cases of North Koreans teaming up with international IT specialists as subcontractors on a project. The ministries recommended businesses to authenticate identities of participants when delegating work to outside workforce. The government said it hopes the advisory will help companies build safer online job search systems and block the North from siphoning information or illicitly earning foreign currency in cyberspace to raise funds for its nuclear and missile programs. Pigeon KBS World, Radio News. That's all for Hot Issues this week. Thanks for staying with us. Join us again next week for more hot topics and issues making news in Korea. I'm Alana Hill, signing off.